everyone. Thank you for listening to The Woke Agent. I am your host, Tiffany Jarvis. I'm a local real estate agent in Lexington, Kentucky. And this is my podcast where I talk to friends in the real estate business about how they run their business, their opinions, their outlook on the industry ahead, and just how they stay woke. We do deals with these people all the time. We don't know anything about them, and I am here to change that. My guest today is Andrew Wilson. Hey, hey. Hey, hey guys. Hi, you are on the uh, the Catalyst Partners team. Yes. Yes, Sheridan Sims is one of my f- nicest guy in the business. I'm yes, just going to say that again. Yes, he, he is. He really Absolutely. is. Um, so what did you do before you started selling real estate? So <clears throat> I tried my hand at just about everything, but most of my experience has been in sales customer service. Um, you know, prior to moving back to Lexington, Kentucky. From where? Uh, from Oregon. Actually, I lived in Bandon, Oregon, and I worked on a golf course uh, called Bandon Dunes. It's the number one, uh, you know, golf resort in the nation. Um, and I can go on and on about it. It's a, a mythical place to me. It's a place that I hold very dear to my heart. But So why did you leave it? Well, I left it because I got old. You are <laughs> so, not old. Well, I mean, I'm old, so I was a golf caddy. And so what you would do there, there's, there's no golf carts. And what you would do is they do 140,000 rounds a year. So people come out there from all over the world. And you would carry two golf bags twice a day, you know, from sunup to sundown. Were you just like fit as all, I, all I, hell? I, I, you could, were just I was. <laughs> I could eat anything that I wanted yes. to. I slept like a rock. Uh, I had the flattest stomach I've ever had. Um, it was it was uh, heaven on earth, to be quite honest with you. But um, I tore my rhomboid and trapezius, um, you know, out there caddying in the cold one day. And I just never could get over it. So I said, you know what? I looked at a lot of the guys who were still caddying when they were 40 and 50. And, you know, they're just hobbling around out there. And I said, I don't want that for myself. I got to go find something else. So. But you were from Kentucky. I am. I'm from Maysville, Kentucky, originally. Shout out oh. to Maysville. Love Maysville. Oh, so I, um, my boyfriend, Michael, is from Maysville no as well. Kidding. Yes, Michael Sweeney. Okay, I, and I, don't, I don't know him. We but. well, he saw you on Facebook one day and was like, "That dude's from Maysville." Or he <laughs> saw that I was having you, and he's like, "That dude is from Maysville." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I'm going to ask him," but he's from Maeslick. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I actually grew up in Washington Glen, which is closer to Maeslick than uh, downtown Maysville almost. And uh, uh, I love Maysville. Um, what a cute, quaint little town! It really, really. is. And uh, you know, I still, mom and dad still live there. I'm trying to get them to come up to Lexington and and all that good stuff. And and hopefully that'll happen this year, uh, especially with the uh, the new arrival uh, on the yes. way. But um, are you an only child? I'm not. I have a sister. Uh, my sister Nicole. Uh, she is older, three years older than I am, and um, she lives here in Lexington. So you're both here. We're both here. I mean, yep, absolutely. You know. Yeah, I got aunts, uncles in Lexington, Winchester, um, all that kind of good stuff. So, um, you know, we had an opportunity. Rachel, my wife, Rachel, and I. She's from Oregon originally, from Bandon. Where I, that's where I met her um, when I was working on the golf course. And uh, we had an opportunity to come back to the East Coast, and we took it. Uh, We did a short amount of time in Washington, D.C. She uh, was a contractor for the government. Okay. And, um, and, you know, she she took a job there. But as soon as we could get back here, we took it. She she works for UK Healthcare in Enterprise Learning, and she is an incredibly smart, gifted, talented, and 26-week pregnant uh, (laughs) love of my life, you know. And I... uh, I'm so glad to be uh, back home, uh, what I consider to be home. I went to school here uh, at the University of Kentucky, and um, we're glad to be back around family. So so what made you think, because you, you had a sales background, but you weren't necessarily selling real estate. So right. what made you decide, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to be this crazy person and live on a commission-only yeah. salary. I'm going to give him a real estate license. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a, a couple things that prepared me for that. But the um, the interview processes that I went through when I came back, it was it was not hard to find interviews uh, for sales positions. It's something that I, I, I kind of tend to lean towards uh, anyways. Um, and mostly I think that's because I'm working with the public, working with people, you know, helping them achieve a goal. But um, you know, I actually interviewed with Edward Jones, um, you know, financial sales uh, representative, and I interviewed with uh, State Farm. Um, and, you know, and, and these interviews, they take quite a lot of time. 
Um, I don't know if you're familiar with State Farm, but it was like a six-month interview process. It was wild. Is that a salary or is that commission? You know, it's one of those, uh, you know, uh, salaries that de-escalate over Mm, the course of time to sustain your business. But um, I I went back home, and I have um, family that uh, they run a State Farm business in Maysville, and I asked them, I said, be honest with me and tell me how much you think it's going to cost for me to start up a business and be successful and have it be sustainable. And they, they said, well, you know, probably, probably 50 to $75,000. And wow. I, I said, okay, well, it costs about $3,500 to get started in real estate. So I'm going to try that. Wow. Yeah. And you know, so when I was actually, my wife and I were looking for our home when we decided to move back here, uh, I loved the process. Who, do you, who was your agent? So my agent was Cindy Lundergan, and she's a uh, agent at Keller Williams Gary Lexington. Uh, she's like a second mom to me. Um, her son Jonathan is one of my best friends. He was in my wedding, um, so he's a shoemaker. Cool. Um, but you know, it's we went through this process, and God bless her. We probably looked at thirty houses. And we are the worst it, clients, aren't we? It, well, and, <laughs> you know, you know, it's magic when you increase that price point up about twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, you can get budget and, creep. Exactly. <laughs> we, I mean, it, it had to be done, and um, you know, we found the right one. And actually, the listing agent on the the home was uh, Jenny Matioc. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but, anyways, I, I love this. I said, Cindy, I said, what what does it take to get into real estate? And so she sent me Sheridan's name. And said, hey, you got to go to this. He uh, was a recruiter back then. He was. He was the team leader. And so the first the first time I met him was at a career night at Keller Williams Square Lexington. And uh, Sheridan and Amy Barron were mm-hmm. there. And they were basically telling you everything that there is about real estate that you can fit into an hour-long uh, class. You I know? mean, did they tell you the good, bad, and the ugly? They did. and and Because and <laughs> it's not always good. It's not always good. And I think that the biggest thing... Uh, takeaway for me was that uh, people get into real estate for uh, you know the financial reasons and the time reasons, and they get out of real estate for the same very two. That's things, very true. Right? Yeah. So um, I was very cognizant of the the turnover ratio. What and, is it like eighty percent or yeah, something in it, the first and, year? You know, it's I, crazy. So well, and when I sat down and I was in a productivity coaching, which uh, so Amy Barron coached me for the first six transactions of my real estate career. And, um, you know, I, uh, I'm very grateful for that. Actually, Matt Metz, um, I don't know if you know, Matt, uh, he was very influential to me in the beginning, my first three transactions. And then even to this day, I still ask him questions. Um, but he's become like a brother to me, uh, same with Sheridan and Dustin. But, uh, this was, I knew absolutely nothing about this industry. I thought that, um, you know, you just went and showed houses and you went and sold houses and that was it. But, you know, they helped me walk through every single step and scenario. And just when you think you've seen it all, right, you have not. You have not. And it's um, it, it was so wonderful to have people there with me. Um, and I did, not, I did not hesitate to ask questions. I think that that's probably... Um, in the beginning, that was the biggest skill set I had was I didn't know what I didn't know. And so uh, I tried to um, meet people with customer service, responsiveness, um, and, you know, educate them what I was taught. So, um, you know, those first couple of transactions, and, and I wrote this down. This is, I think, the only thing I wrote down. My first several transactions were with people like, Colby Davis, oh yeah, Sandy Allnut, yep, Ben Allen, Laura Hayden, Ann Huber Crisp, Natalie Mason, Aaron Raymond, and Pam Jury. So all these people that I had my first few transactions with, are they were seasoned. seasoned, yes, yeah, and and it made it. And not all of them were easy. No, not and, not everyone. My first deal was very difficult with yeah. probably one of the biggest agents. Yeah, it was Kitty Lane. Yeah, it wasn't actually Kitty Lane. It was someone on her team, and right. Kitty Lane is my spirit animal. Yeah. And <laughs> We are connected on just a, mm-hmm. a whole other level, but I talk about her almost every podcast Do you? too. Okay, so well, check this one off the list. Done and done. Done, done. done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they put me through it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, it's a bit overwhelming, especially when you you feel like you have to solve the problem. I'm a I'm a problem solver by nature, and you know sometimes my wife just tells me, "Hey, I just want you to listen," and and so I think that I took that and. 
you know, kind of applied it to my real estate career where it's like, I want to listen to these people. I want to give them what they want and I want to be prompt and courteous when I do it and everything else will, will turn out. What is your disc? Do you all still do the disc we profile? Do. We do. And I'm not really sure what it is. I took it um, a while ago. I've taken um, it a billion times. I think I, I did it on the Tony Robbins yeah, website yeah. or what it was. Um, I, I am, uh, I'm extroverted in, in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, all of my sales experience has been with people. It or seems service. like you would be like the high eye, the, the people person, yeah. but there's, I, I, from just talking to you for a few minutes, you, I think you're, you might be an S as well, hey. which is a very rare, I, I've, we we did the test at ERA, and of all the agents that were there, there was one person that had the high S, and they're very calming people. Yeah. They kind of reel it all in. Like, it's a, it's an interesting personality type, and it's rare. So my wife would be very intrigued, and she could tell you exactly what I am. She has a, um, a PhD in informational and organizational psychology. So she, cool. Yeah, she actually <laughs> creates these tests that you would take, the That's personality awesome. exams. So she's done that for... Everybody from NASA to the New York Steelworkers Union to does she diagnose you? She's like, quit being and well, quit being a date. It is hard, it is hard to outscript <laughs> your intended. wife with a uh, psychology background. It's very very difficult. So um, I don't get away with a lot, but no, it's very good. Um, yeah, I don't really know what my disc is. I think you you probably hit it on the head. I'll have to ask Rachel. But um, I, when I first took the KPA, which is Keller Williams, that's their new that's newer the, new, the newer yeah. version of it. Um, it essentially said that, you know, I was a high fit for these jobs and it was, um, um, buyer's agent, team lead, um, you know, things like that. Um, so anything, anything really, I mean, but <laughs> you're good at anything, you know, what I, what I, I know what I'm not good at and that's, um, sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. I need to be out there. I need to switch and change and move. And, uh, and that's where I'm happiest. So I think that that's the way that my, uh, happiness can translate to to others, I think. So, so I did. Um, Sheridan said on on my podcast several episodes ago that mm-hmm. you wait. When did you? When did this start for you? When did you come in to Keller Williams? So I came in. I got licensed January twenty fifth of twenty eighteen. So I've just celebrated my two year anniversary. Okay, this past Saturday. And he said that when you first started that a ton of teams wanted you to be on their team. Yeah. And they they kept saying, you know, we want you to be our our buyer's agent yeah. or whatever. And Sheridan was like, I just asked him if he wanted to be my partner. And yeah. he was like, yeah, okay. But yeah. he was saying just that one switch of like, I don't want you as an employee, basically. Yeah. I want you to be a partner <laughs> with yeah. me. Yeah. And I think that, you know, him having access um, to – you know, I, I retook the KPA, of course, but uh, him having a, a knowledge around who I was and, and what I wanted to achieve in this business, I think that uh, he knew that that's what it would take. Um, you know, I um, I was very grateful for him for this opportunity to start something like this. Um, but that's what it was. It was a partnership, and um, I saw that in a completely different light. Um, and I'm not – I wouldn't discredit teams at all. It's just not for me. Like that's not my personality type. So, um, you know, people come into the real estate business and sometimes they get on a team and that benefits them greatly. And I, I say cheers and hats off to you and especially people who run a team. Cause that's, that's essentially what we're attempting to do at this point. We're, we're going to grow and we're going to eventually hire a buyer's agent. We're going to eventually hire a, a lead listing agent and things like that. So, um, I think with the combination of Sheridan and Dustin and myself, now we have, uh, you know, a collection of people who meet a wide range of, uh, you know, uh, job job descriptions or job types. So, but you all are not a traditional team, as in Sheridan has all the listings, no. and you guys are his buyer's agent. It's it's not like that. No, um, so we split everything uh, in threes, costs and profit. Um, so if you get a listing, if your neighbor wants to sell their house, <coughs> you you would list it. Would you be the lead? Or would you, you would co-list it I with would, Sheridan? I would co-list it. And I think that, you know, Sheridan growing up in Lexington, I don't really care about who gets the, the name recognition for me. So like, um, we have some new listings out on uh, steamboat, new mm-hmm. construction. Listings. Beautiful property. Thank you yeah. very much. We think so. Um, 
you know, and Sheridan's main lead listing agent, I'm co-listing agent, you know, and a, a lot of that reason is because I'm going to be in that model and I'm going to be hosting that open house. So I want people to be able to contact me um, because I have a, a pretty good familiarity with the, with the product, with the area, with the, the home and its construction. But where so. did the client come in? Was it to you or to Sheridan? Uh, so that's a good point. So Sheridan has this relationship built. So the relationship with the builder and the developer is with Sheridan. And, and so take that into account and you think about the generosity or the, the, the leadership mentality that he has where it's like, Hey, I don't need to lead this, but I need to lead by example. I need to do, uh, Sheridan has a lack of time, right? As real estate agents, I think we always, we can't be two places at once. Um, and then also Sheridan's having a child coming Another up one. very or, soon. Well, his no, it's his one. first. Yeah. yeah. February 7th. And, um, and he's going to be a little busy. He's going to be a little busy. <laughs> and, you know, I can relate to that because, you know, Rachel and I are expecting May 3rd and, um, that'll be our first as well. So we have no idea what we're getting into. None. And is Dustin prepared to kind of lead this in a, in, for a few months? I, I would, I would, I have full faith in Dustin. I have much more faith in Dustin and Amanda uh, working together to help bring up the, uh, uh, the absence of perhaps Sheridan and myself. Dustin has an extremely uh, valuable skill set, which is um, to gain listings um, on the phone. He is, I mean, in my, in my opinion, I learned from him. I, I share an office with him. I, um, I listen to him a lot, whether he knows it or not. Do you mean as in cold calling or? Well, and uh, so Dustin calls anybody he can. Uh, so Dustin expired listings for sale by owners, uh, things like that. So um, I think in that instance is like, to me, that sounds really scary. Like, I don't, I don't want to call somebody I haven't met. Um, I will, but I would need to practice at it to be very good. And, and I don't, I don't practice scripts and people tell me all the time that I should practice scripts. I don't have scripts either. I, so here, here's, here's my script. Hi, my name is Andrew Wilson. I'm a realtor with Keller Williams, Greater Lexington. Um, I'm new to the area. Uh, and if you would ever need help, you know, selling your house or getting a second opinion, please let me know. I might follow up with that person. But if I go into an open house and somebody comes in, I know that they want to buy a house. They might have a house to sell. So in that instance, I can say, hey, Joe, Susan, we met at Steamboat, 4312 Steamboat. Andrew Wilson with Keller Williams, how are you? Just calling to see if you had any additional questions following up with you. I sent you the uh, plat map and the uh, seller's disclosure form on Steamboat. So you've got something to say. Exactly. It's, um, it's a, it's a, uh, the ice has already been broken. So for, for me, um, I feel like that's, that's more my speed. Um, so where's the bulk of your business coming from? Is it open house? Absolutely. It um, is. Yes. Um, so my first year in real estate, I sold three houses and it was very hard. And then I started doing open houses and I fell in love with it. Like thought, how many a month are you doing? So that's a good question. Now I think that open houses are, are better seasonally. Um, but I would say at least at the very least four. So you're doing every Sunday, every Sunday. And and what we do and what I do, I like to do is do one to five. And I do, wow. one, I do one to five because, um, I get people come in on the before and then on the tail end, especially if you're in a, a new construction where there might be other models open. Um, you know, people don't have to rush to get to you. Um, so, so I've seen a lot of, um, success from that. And then of course, you know, the follow-up is what's key, right? So if I can greet someone at an open house, I can build rapport. I can follow up with them, tell them I'm going to do the things that I said I was going to do, like send you the listing and the, the HOA and the deeds, covenants and restrictions. If I have a firm grasp on that stuff and I can relay that information, I'm selling a product and I am wrapping it in customer service. And, and to me, uh, that's the way that I would want to be treated when I go into an open house. Um, I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to, uh, overcall you. Um, how, how much do you call them? I, I, you know what? I don't really have a set schedule. What I do is we use our CRM 
to set K- one. What is it called? It's, uh, it's KW Command. Yeah. And um, so basically, um, at its infancy, um, it was limited in the fact that it would do contact cards and um, opportunities. And what opportunities is, is just, it's basically your pipeline. So it's your, your, your workflow. And what I've, actually, I just did a couple before I came over here this morning. Um, I added people into command and I said, okay, I'm going to contact these people on Tuesday at four o'clock. And so I'm going to get a notification on my phone that tells me to do just that. Like, Hey, you haven't spoken to these, uh, people. Um, and here's the notes from your interaction with them prior. Um, so that's a, a huge benefit to me because I'm here and there and everywhere. And it's not really something that, um, I don't have the capacity to stay top of mind for the volume of people that I see coming into an open house. Um, I wish that that were the case. Um, so I notate heavily. Um, and then I do follow up. Um, but open house has been, it's taken my business from three transactions a year to, uh, 24 in 2019. Um, so wow. 19 of those were my own. And then the additional, uh, five were, uh, co so with Sheridan okay um, uh, just items that I worked on you know with someone else so you know we have very lofty goals uh, this year and uh, you know so the activities have to reflect you know um, the goals otherwise we're not going to meet them so what's been introduced to me most recently is a level of accountability from other people that I can accept and and what I mean by that is when we talked about the team aspect earlier, like, Hey, if you're on my team, you have to do this, 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 and this it's, it's not like that with, with us. It is, these are the proven methods of how people reach their goals. How are you doing on this? What can you do to change it and get back on track? And here's what I've done that I've had success with. And, you know, because we have to have the same, I think we do, we have to have the same mentality going into this thing in order for it to be successful. Since Sheridan and I have similar motors, as he calls it, um, it was a no-brainer for me to partner with him. Uh, adding Dustin and the talent that Dustin has to the team was, um, you know, Sheridan asked me, I said yes instantly. Like, I mean, it was pretty easy. When I think about Dustin, though, I think, I mean, he's, I've never had him on the show or anything, mm-hmm. but when I do think about him as an agent, he wasn't someone that needed a team. No. Because he, which I know he was on a team prior to you guys, and right. then he went on his own for a minute. Yeah. And I kept saying, I mean, he had several listings yep. that did not come from that team. That's so right. he wasn't someone that needed a team. Um, so it is. it was interesting to see that he went back to that. Um, why do you think that is? Well... I don't know if it's a personal preference or not. I don't know that I've dove into that with Dustin specifically, but um, Dustin played athletics growing up on into college. He was a basketball player. I can relate it to that. So I would think, and this is just my opinion. I'll have to ask him later, but um, maybe I'll have him on. I'll ask him. You should have him on. He's a fantastic interview, Um, but he, he wants accountability. Okay. He, he wants to be a part of something that's going to grow. And I think that that's a, sh- a shared interest for all of us. Um, and not just on a brokerage level. Correct. You're, okay. Correct. So, um, <clears throat> you know, what we're doing is um, we are three right now. We will remain the three. Um, and so, you know, when we are ready to hire um, a buyer's agent, we're going to do that. Um, and, you know, it, it might it's only going to benefit us in the level of customer service that we provide because now we have additional hands and, and what I'd like to see. And I think we've shared this uh, amongst ourselves is that um, we want to value our, um, our buyer's agent. We want to value our lead listing agent. You know, we want to value and help grow. And if they leave and they go somewhere else and they start their own thing, that means we, that means we did happens, our job. You know? Yeah, that means that we set them up for success or help set them up for success. But you, well, you said something that that I want to uh, touch on because you said when we're ready to hire a buyer's agent. Yeah. 
so you see them i see them all the time these these teams that yeah. the team leader never really sold that much real estate mm-hmm. they hire a buyer's agent and a listing agent and an assistant yeah. and a whatever but they never really you know Look, if you're selling 15 homes a year, do right. you really need a buyer's agent? I would think no. I would think no, yeah. but we see this all the time. Yeah. So you're saying when you are ready, does that mean when you are busy enough to support a buyer's agent and not starve them to death? Absolutely. Um, I think that there would be, uh, that would be the worst thing that could happen, right? Is that you hire a buyer's agent uh, for whatever reason? Is it clout or is, <laughs> is it, it ego? Is it ego? It could be. No, I think it is. I, th- I think it. I think it could be. It's um, you know, some people want to add a validation to their their name. Perhaps they think that it might help them gain more business. I, I don't know. For me, I don't care if my name's on it at all. And I think that that's one of the reasons <coughs> that me. the name Catalyst came. Uh, it's not Sheridan Sims team. No. It's Catalyst Partners, and you know that partners uh, language on the end of that thing is was really important to both of us. So, um, you know, we, you know, if you read the Millionaire Real Estate Agent and you follow the model specifically, it's going to tell you exactly when you hire this person and this person and this person. It's a proven, um, obviously proven track record of of when to do what, but. I don't. I don't think that it has to be the. I'm dying. End, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think that it has to be the end all be all, right? I mean, it's like listen to everything and disregard it, right? You know, I want to be who I am. I want Sheridan to be who he is. I want us to be us. Um, you know, so when we have, I don't. It, it's funny because you can get stretched too thin, and you can only handle so many buyers and so many sellers at one time. So when that happens. We have to be ready, right? We have to be ready to hire somebody. And I don't just want to hire anybody. I want to hire somebody that's hungry, you know? That's a, it's, yeah, that's a hard, it's hard, <laughs> right? Um, so what are your thoughts on, on, I mean, it's Catalyst Partners, but what are your thoughts on these teams that are, you know, are you building Catalyst Partners? Are you building Andrew Wilson? Yeah. You know, are you building Andrew Wilson <clears throat> with them? Um, you know, let's say, Catalyst disappears in yeah. five years from now, and Andrew Wilson is left all by his wincy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, is the you know are people going to know that name or or it doesn't really matter? I don't. To me, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't. I don't really care about the um, the L bar statistics or anything like that. Um, I, I care more about the relationships. I think that the relationships and the referrals from those relationships are, will sustain me. I have faith that that's the that's the case. Um, you know, uh, we we rely heavily on um, referral, and we rely heavily on um, reviews. I think that that's. I very think important. Sheridan he had brought a paper with him that because he knew I was going to ask him where does the bulk of your business come right. from, and it was it was all referral. Yeah, so I don't think he's doing. <laughs> Zillow leads nope. or nope. cold call or anything like that. So it's all referral and open house. And yeah. so, uh, Sheridan, yeah. you know, growing up here, uh, has a huge sphere. I mean, it's, oh, it's, lucky. it's, incre- yeah, it's incredible to, to recognize how many people he knows here. And, um, and I've already met, you know, not even half of the people he knows and they have benefited my business. I'm talking about everybody from contractors to plumbers, you know, electricians. Um, if my clients have an issue, I know who to call. I know who to refer. And I know that those people are going to do a good job and do right by them because they know that I'm going to send them the next person and the next person and so on and so forth. So, Do you see yourself moving? Because KW is very different than than other brokerages. I mean, it's very different than what I what I've came from and what I'm in. And sure. There's all these positions that you can move into. And I mean, is that your goal or plan is to move into some of these positions? It's it's not. Um, I'm a never say never um, sort of guy. So if I have an opportunity presented to me, I'm going to, uh, you know, research it and, and, and think about it in, in ways like that. But, you know, my uh, effort right now is to go 110% into Catalyst Partners and build this to a place where, uh is respectable by me and respectable by the, the clients that we have. 
Um, and so if, if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, Andrew, I've got this great opportunity. I'm going to investigate it very, very thoroughly before I would, uh, make any changes. Um, I would like to get into coaching. I think that that's a, uh, me too. I'm offering my services at half price. Wait, I love, I love the ability to help somebody else. I mean, doesn't it make you, it's like giving somebody a Christmas present. I really, I I do love that. I love one thing I love about the brokerage and you know, it's we have a lot of panels and class classes right. and things that I get to be a part of and I didn't really I didn't really do that where I came from and that's and that's yeah. great. But yeah, I mean I I would love to offer my services for anyone out there listening at half price for coaching. I would love to just call you every morning and just be like, <laughs> You didn't do what I asked that's you to right. do. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's a thousand dollars a person and I'm here to just offer it to you for five hundred bucks. <laughs> I would I will call you in the evening. Whatever you want me to do, man. I, th- I think that the um, the model for coaching is is different in different brokerages. However, I have benefited from it. I have a coach at this moment. It is Amy Barron, and she is she fits me um, perfectly. But I'll give it to you at half price. I'll call you well, every evening. You know, I, you know, <laughs> Amy. You know, she she's she's got a hold of me, so I can't I can't let go just right now. Amy. Amy Barron. I yeah. know. Yeah. she's a big coach in town. I know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to undermine her business. No, but no, like, no, 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 no. I don't have any clients. I don't have any coaching clients. But um, if anyone wants to, you know, throw me five hundred bucks or <laughs> hell, I'll do it for two fifty. Yeah, I mean, well, I would too. I'm be quite honest with you, <laughs> we're we're gonna quit selling this real estate thing. We're gonna <laughs> well, and, and to speak on that, I had a I had a position uh, early into my second year uh, in the business at KW Greater Lexington, and it was to be the technology ambassador. Okay. And the reason who does that now? Uh, his name's David Hatton, and he's a non-licensed uh, employee of the uh, brokerage, um, and he does a fantastic job. He he's worked at Apple. You know, he's he's uh, very very tech savvy. The reason that I was given this position was because they were looking for someone else, and I was you the, were there. I was there, and I was. <laughs> You're like I don't even yeah, know how to work this nah, computer. <laughs> I uh, I was the most engaged in the technology um, based on the reports and all that different kind of stuff. So, I I mean, but, you know, I grew up with this in my hand, you know, so the phone. um, So are you a millennial? You know what? That's a good question. 85. I'm 37. So I was born born in 82. See, I'm a millennial. I'm 34. Okay. So people tell me that I am and people tell me that I'm not. I think if you are, you're an elder millennial like myself. I would like to say that I am a an elder millennial. You're an that? elder millennial. That's right. But so, what's the next generation? Gen, well, Gen X. I don't know. But, but they have, they have what's called Xenials. I've heard of that too. Yeah. But my wife says that's not a real thing. Well, I mean, she would know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with your yeah, wife. Like, right. I mean, whatever she says is true. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I still like to argue with her though. So, so um, I want to ask you why, why does it seem like there are a lot of team leaders out there that just really shit on their buyer's agents yeah. and their other members? Why? Why is that a thing? So it's a thing because people don't know what they're getting into, I think. I think that if you set yourself up and you walk into a team agreement that you don't read or that you don't uh, fully understand, I think that you can definitely get swallowed by this industry. Um the, or with you, like when you first came, yeah. you, I mean, you could have joined any team probably immediately. I'm sure a lot of people asked you to come on immediately when you yeah. were there and you were like, no, I don't really know you. I saw the splits and I said, I, I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, 20%, you know, yeah, whatever. no thanks. I mean, I don't even remember what it was <laughs> like, you know, I got to a point where it was like, <clears throat> and here's the thing too. It's, it's, it's interesting to me is that when I go to. Uh, regional uh, leadership meetings and all that different kind of stuff. And they talk about building a team. Well, when they interview prospective team members and they say, if that person asks me about splits, I'm not going to hire them. Well, I mean, I mean, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all I'm that sorry. Matters. It is all that matters. And I that is a, a family, pompous answer. It, it, don't you think it is <clears throat> now? And this person was uh, from another brokerage, a major, major brokerage that was invited to this meeting I won't name them, but um, I probably don't know them anyway. Well, are they a local person or no? No, they're out of Indianapolis. So, oh, I wouldn't know um, them anyway. Yeah, um, 
But um, you know, Bob Smith, how yeah. dare? No, well, I don't. <laughs> so, so the thing is, is like I uh, I am very cautiously optimistic about opportunities, and I think that that's the only way to go about it. I don't want to get my hopes up and then be let down. Um, but if anybody is sincerely thinking about getting into real estate and they are sincerely thinking about joining a team. I would look long and hard at it. it. I would too. It might be for you. It might not. But it might not. And if it's not, it is going to be. It's hell. It's, it's hell. pure hell to it pay. I, I trust. <clears throat> trust. <laughs> so, you know, if um, if you can offer your buyer's agent, though, something that nobody else is offering, then I think that that's um, a value add that's that's beneficial. If somebody comes in and they say, hey, I want to make $60,000 this year and I want to do it. Um, with this schedule and it works out where you can say, I can help you do that. Then I think that that's perfect. And then I'm not going to call you on Sundays. If you blocked off Sundays, you know, um, I'm not going to tell you, you have to do this or that or the other. You work. That's a job. You know I mean, that's a job. If I wanted a job, exactly. I'd get a job. Exactly. So, um, I work for myself. I have a partner in this business with Sheridan and Dustin, and we respect each other's time off because otherwise we're going to get burnt out on this thing. And my wife's going to hate me. And, you know, I mean, I have plans outside of real estate, right? And, and what? Yeah. (laughs) You have a life outside of this? Well, you know, and that's, that's hard to do too, right? It is hard to do. Yeah. Um, we talk about, (coughs) we talk about time blocking all the time and whatever is so much fun about this real estate thing, it, it, it becomes addictive and, you take ideas and you run with them. And if you see success with them, it becomes a habit and you want to recreate it over and over and over again. Um, you know, the, a sense of financial security is extremely beneficial when you first enter the business. I had a wife who made a good salary and had health insurance. So I am a, extremely grateful for that opportunity because perhaps I would be one of those people who didn't make it past the first year if that weren't the case. Um, so I am in no way, shape or form ignorant to the fact that I was lucky, um, you know, very supportive of me. And now it's, it's paying off. Um, so Rachel said to me the other night, she said, it's been really nice having you home the past couple evenings. We've had dinner together. We've done, you know, we've watched Netflix together, all these different kind of things, but it's like, I was staying out till nine 30 at the office cramming. Yeah, all I these, do that too. You know, yeah. and, and, and Sheridan and I, she's like, where, where are you? I was like, I'm at the office with Sheridan. And she was like, do you love Sheridan more than me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> some some days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, this whole team thing is very interesting to me. I yeah. just, I, I think a lot about what when what I was offered on teams when I first moved here in 2015. Yeah. And I did interview at your office with, I wanted to be at that office. I really did. Okay. And I interviewed with several teams over there that either did not want me or offered me things that I was like, well, I could do that on my own. Yeah. I, um, I never understood the idea of, well, you can work my open houses for me and I'll give you 50%. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. shit, I can do that for any agent in here mm-hmm. and get 100%. Mm-hmm. So why would I want to be your agent yeah. for 50% for just doing something I could do for anybody. Yeah. I, so I think that I was never approached with that, that sort of mentality. I think that was an older, like, well, I have a lot of listings and you yeah. can run my open house. I'm yeah. like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want to keep this PG, but, um, you know, I, Why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, so here, this is, this is, this is the truth. I, um, I benefited by, um, offering my services to hold open houses for people that didn't, they couldn't hold more than one at a time. So a lot of us don't do them. I don't do them. I, I hate open houses. And really? if I'm, I'm not good at it, I'd rather be cold calling for two hours. Well, I really would. I think, and, th- and that's, that's something that I learned early too, was that what's the best form of lead generation. It's the one, it's that whatever you, you want to do. Exactly. Like it's whatever fits you and whatever yeah. you do most consistently. 
So um, for me, um, I have a retail uh, background experience too. I, I worked for Singular Wireless. Yes. You know, before it was AT and T Wireless. I remember Singular oh, yeah. Wireless. So I'm from I, Eastern Kentucky. I know. You? So I sold lots of Motorola Razor flip phones. They're, the new Razor is coming I out, heard, my I saw, friend. I saw that. I saw that. I'm an iPhone. Uh, I'm an iPhone nut. Uh, I love it. It's the easiest thing. It's in the, the world. I yeah. couldn't even pick up an Android. I'd no. be like, what? No, we're trying to convert Dustin right now. So let me slide this in here. Dustin, your phone is terrible and you need an iPhone. I'm tired of seeing I green, mean, God. green bubbles on the That's screen. That's gross, isn't Dustin. It, it terrible? That's disgusting. So, um, you know, we'll convert We just him shamed him like all over. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's perfect. So you, where, I mean, where do you want to go in business? Not Catalyst Partners. What does Andrew want his business to look like in two years and five years. Yeah. I'd, I'd eventually like to be a part of uh, a team lead where it's, you know, say Sheridan and I and Dustin and we help train other people to bring up and, and run this team um, where it's, I would work with more, a, a select number of buyers and sellers, uh, mostly in a sphere. Um, I would like to coach, but then for I'll half s- price. I would coach for half price. I, tell you, I really would. I really would. Um, you know, I talk about this almost every podcast. Hey, too, so. it's listen. I mean, you know, the, <clears throat> Ricky Caruth does it for free. Well, Ricky is awesome, and I follow Ricky on Instagram. Thanks to Dustin. Um, Thank that, you. That, that guy is a savage, and he's all he does is he's responsive. Hundred homes a year. It's it's incredible. And where's he? Gulf Shores, Alabama. Alabama. I mean, it's not the hopping metropolis of no, new york or these are all these are all, these are all yeah. uh people that are there six months of the year or yeah. come down for the summer and that's it i mean that's that's amazing <clears throat> excuse me yeah no i would like to get into uh some investing um i'd like to i know that you did some flips and you that's one of the things that you're passionate about but no it's not you didn't do oh so you're <laughs> You didn't do it or you I not? did do it, but okay. I'm not passionate about it. I actually hate it. Really? <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. It just it didn't it didn't turn out the way that I wanted to. Okay. And I I used to own rental property too, and I okay. really hated being a landlord. I'm okay. a terrible landlord. Okay, maybe um, I should rethink my next uh Yeah, I'm goal. A, I'm a terrible, terrible <laughs> I'm too I'm either too nice or I'm too not nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I went through an eviction and it was really awful mm-hmm. and now i'm starting to think like maybe i should buy like investment property so i'm yeah. you know i might like want to retire or something someday yeah. but you know I, I i don't know i don't know what my future is gonna be i know i know that my future what it will involve is uh, when my daughter's born and she starts to play soccer i'm gonna be there and i like that you know so that that's to me i need to bust my butt right now and what if it's on sundays if it's on sundays then somebody else is gonna host that open house because um you know it's um you know my my mother and father was they weren't at every single game but they were at most of them and uh that was important hugely hugely important to me um so um a lot of things that we can learn from sports uh especially going into a, a team environment in real estate and that's um you know accountability and 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 the sacrifice of yourself to to make the team better, which will end up making you better, right? Um, <clears throat> so, so how do you? I mean, you generate business through, I mean, through just referral, through open house, um, staying on top of people. How do you? How do you organize all this? Is it just through the CRM? So it's not. It's actually, <clears throat> you know, I've gotten into the CRM more and more this year than any other. I say this year, but it's been like the last six months. Um, I don't even have one, so um, I don't. I don't really think you need one. I think that you need something that you will you. use. I really don't. Um, um, <clears throat> you know, people spend a lot of money on yeah, these things, I right? Know. Um, so, I mean, this phone can do just about anything. And if I set a reminder in this phone to call um, Sally on November twelfth, twenty nineteen, I'm going to do it. And um, you know, if I need to send somebody something in the mail. Um, I can create a reminder that'll help me do that. So, um, I think that the CRM is, I think it's more technologically savvy as it progresses, but it's data. It's all data. This whole industry is data and whoever controls the data is going to control. Is KW controlling your data? Uh, probably. I I mean, mean, you, that's the fear. And we, we talk about it here and we, you know, I've, 
it's always a, well, you know, I, I was at Remax and we were working with Bouge, which was yep, yep. really, really terrible. Yep. No offense. Yeah, it's yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, and when you leave, I mean, they own that. Yeah. They, I, I deleted all my contacts out before I sure. left. But, I mean, when you leave, if you ever left KW, I mean, they... They own the data. So I look at it like this. Like if, if anybody owns the data from my CRM and they beat me out of the referral or the business that's future business, then that's my own fault. Um, then I haven't followed up with that person or been a part of their life in a way that, that made a, a difference um, enough for them to, you know, consider me for future business. So um, my contacts in my phone are huge. Um, you know, I, uh, I go back, I put people's birthdays in, um, children's birthdays. I mean, all sorts of things like, you know, if, if I can remember a piece of the transaction that we had show that I'm grateful for the opportunity to work with them, they're going to refer business to me. It's just, I mean, that's, that's how I do it. If I, if I have a pleasant experience with somebody on the other side, on the, the buyer side, I'm going to put their name out there and I'm going to recommend them to somebody else. And I think that that's very important. So, so you've only been in though for a couple years. Right. Um, it is just now, I mean, I've been in since 2015, mm-hmm. you know, here and I'm just now starting to see <clears throat> repeat referral business. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you, cause you're not paying for Zillow leads like no. I am. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of it and I know a lot of people are not and that's okay too. Sure. Um, are you, are you starting to see some of this referral, you know, repeat referral? I want to, I bought a house with you two years ago. I'm ready to sell. You know, I have, um, and I actually helped, um, a, f- a friend of mine who used to be in the business by her first home. Um, you know, six months prior to this, she referred her ex-husband to me to buy him and his wife and, um, their new baby, a, a home. Um, so, I mean, think about that. It's a, um, the dynamic that is, uh, still pleasant and existing, you know, um, I did right by him and, um, then she comes back to me and says, okay, now I want to buy a house. Um, and you know, so I've seen that firsthand and how it works. Um, families, cousins, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I helped a family friends, um, his brother and their, his mother and father-in-law relocate to Lexington because they just had a grandchild. And then I helped their cousins and then I helped their cousins. That's awesome. So, I mean, it's like, you know, if I can knock it out of the park on the first time, then, um, you know, that's, that's what I, that's what I try to do. So, you know, it's, it's not the easiest always, but, um, I think it's, it's in the simplest form, it's treat other, how treat other people, how you want to be treated. And, you know, you're going to find your people. So we talked about it a a little bit before this. I don't think we've talked about it on on the air. But if you had a friend that came to you and said, I want Uh to get my real estate license, what are you what would you tell someone like that? You you know, that the meme that was going around Facebook or whatever it was, it was like my friend asked me if I wanted to get into real estate. So I texted him 125 times in a row until they started crying. (laughs) That's kind of what it is. Like I do. I I try. I try to be as realistic as possible without trying to think that I'm convincing them that I've doing something that's impossible because it's not. Um I think that if you have talent that you will succeed in real estate. I think that if you have a servant's heart, then you will succeed in real estate. And if you have a, um, you know, kind of a, a hungry mindset, then you will succeed in real estate. Um, I know of one person in particular and, um, I know that she would be phenomenal in real estate. Um, but I think that she has a security of a very good salary. Um, that will keep her from ever experiencing this business. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if she's happy where she's at, um, making that kind of money with the benefits that she has, I think I'm not going to try to convince you. Right. But she has asked me if I think that she would be a good fit in real estate. That was the easiest answer was yes. I think that you would be an absolute savage. I think you'd go out there and just crush it. But I've had other people ask me, you know, 
and you know, they say the typical things like, Oh, it must be nice. Like you get to create your own schedule. And work, Do you? Work from home. And I was like, <laughs> not really like other people create your schedule. It's your job to manage that schedule to the best of your ability and keep everybody happy. Um, so are, I mean, how comfortable are you saying no to people? You know, how comfortable are you being told no 500 times before you get a yes. Well, first of all, if know? they're comfortable with you telling them no, I don't think you should yeah. get your real estate license. Right. Does that make them uncomfortable? Because well, you know, it's going to happen over and over and over. Over and over and over. I actually had uh, a younger man uh, ask me about uh, shadowing um, us. And I said, absolutely, man. How about Wednesday? You know, and, you know, it's like, I can't Wednesday. Um, let's find another day. I was like, okay, just let me know. Never heard from him again. I have had there. I have always wanted. Well, recently I've, I've started cold calling more. I've wanted to, and I love having someone do it with me. Mm-hmm. It's accountability. It's fun. It mm-hmm. makes me feel better. And I have invited so many people to come and do this with me. And they'll even be like, yeah, I'm going to call you next week. And no one ever calls. Yep. No one ever follows up with me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to beg somebody to no. do this with me. Not at all. I need the self-motivation to do it myself. And that's, I mean, these are people that aren't selling, you know, one, one million and under in real yeah. estate every year. And I'm yeah. like, look, you know, that's, that's not a lot of money. No. You can't survive on that. No. Um, not with your expenses, your fees, your no uh, taxes, all your the insurance, your, you know, kind of yeah, you, you can't. <clears throat> so, the you are a business owner first when you are an inch uh, you know you know you're an independent uh, real estate agent you own a business and the business is yourself and if you don't put you know your priorities in line which is you know what i did not do the first year and then i started listening to the people who have been successful in the business before me and i started to implement those you know behaviors and those disciplines um then it was when I started to see the results. So there's, there's nothing in the world that is going to take, I would say this, there's nothing in the world that is going to take the place of hard work or persistence. And I have failed many, many more times than I've been successful in real estate. And it's made me better at what I do. Um, and I know that if I look at somebody in this industry that has 30 years or 20 years or 10 years, like the people that I listed off earlier, like, if I get to that point, I'll be okay because I'll have done what they've done and I will have listened and learned and be the best version. I want to be the best version of myself. I don't care if I'm number one in the market center or KW or L bar or whatever it is. I want to be as good as I can be for me. And if I do that, everything's going to work out. You know, it, it, it remi- that reminds me of a conversation that I had with Tawanda Lahore. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a year or two ago, I took her to like a three-hour lunch, and it was it was amazing. But she said that she has blinders on, like a yeah. like one of those horses downtown that yeah. has the little blinders on that they can't see the cars going. Yeah. And she was like, "This is me. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care about what you're doing and yeah. what you're doing, and it's it's all about Tawanda. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's so cool. I want to be that way. I can't tell you I am that way, but yeah. like, what a great way to be. <clears throat> well, we're we're human, and the human nature is to um, you know judge ourselves based upon the success of others. Like we look at Facebook or Instagram, and we see beautiful people with very successful lives and careers, and um, that's. I'm not going to say it's a lie, but it's, it, is it's, it, is it real? It's you know? probably not. Um, I know that I, you know, the, the way that I use social media 10 years ago, um, to how I use it now is completely different. And I'm, I'm basically putting pictures of my dog on there and my wife and I at a UK, UK basketball game. So it's, um, it's not something that I want to, uh, you know, flash on. Sheridan and I had this conversation and I asked him, one of my questions is, how do we change this image that realtors are, you know, we're not a highly respected industry. Yeah. We're, we're not. No. It's, we have an image of, well, you just open a door. Why do you get paid so much? I mean, this is why there's red fins coming and yeah. 
you know, open door and all this sure. stuff is coming and that it's because the the consumer thinks that we are not worth what we are worth. Sure. And I asked Sheridan, how do we change this image? And he said something that I I still think about to this day. And it's, well, you know, the first thing we need to do is stop bragging about ourselves and yeah. humble bragging on Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, I sold this house in an hour. I'm like, yeah, you know, I never, <laughs> that's what he said. He said, yeah. you know, maybe we need to stop saying I sold this with three offers in an hour. Yeah. You know, am I guilty of it too? Yeah, sometimes I do. But sure. I've tried to, exciting. I've tried this year to and not let it bother me that, you know, I forgot to take their picture in front of this house. Right. Oh right. man, you know, that's my favorite part of the deal. Sure. And and clients do love that. They want to yep. see their picture on Facebook in front of the house they just spent a fortune for and yep. saved all their life. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know the answer, but I do think that is a really smart answer. And if you're, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but you see people that haven't been selling as long as you or... Yep whatever and they're putting things out like oh, i wrote three offers today and i'm like well yeah. shit i didn't yeah. i didn't even show a house today yeah. but you know my numbers and their numbers are not the same That's like right. i'm i'm selling 50 homes a year and they're selling 25 and i'm like okay you know well and then, and then, your level of success <clears throat> and mine are not the same but i need to i need to put this away and be like yeah it's okay yeah well and then so early on in in my career when when you know, Matt Matt's was was coaching me and, and, and pretty much just being there for me through everything. It was um, I asked him a question about another agent. I don't even remember what it was. I was like, you know, this this person's everywhere. I mean, they're 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 they must be killing it. And he's like, don't worry about it. Like, don't what do you what do you care? Like, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're you have an approval of that person or a disapproval of that person. It's you know, keep your head down start chopping wood and um eventually you're going to get your chance um and once that whole gradually then suddenly thing happened it was oh like i can see myself doing this for a long period of time i can see myself being successful at this for a, a you know sustainable amount of time um i am absolutely nowhere near where i want to be um and i think that that is a a good thing um but from where I was to where I am now, it's, it's not really because of me. Um, I mean, you know, you got to show up and do it, but the people that I've surrounded myself with, and that is why I chose the brokers that I chose. Um, the people wanted to see me succeed. I felt it deep down inside of me that they wanted to see me be a successful real estate agent and I've just taken it and run with it. So, um, you know, onward and upward, but, um, it's not easy. It's, no, it's it's, it's not. not. So my last question is, yeah. what makes you passionate about this? I think, you know, it's the big why. I mean, passionate about real estate is, it's, it's almost like a, any sales position that I've ever had, it's closing the deal. And you get that euphoric feeling from closing a deal. But it's, going into it and realizing that that was just a part of the case is I get to help people. I know, um, I get to help my mother and father. I get to help my aunt and uncle. I get to help my neighbor. I get to help my person. I met at my open house that I don't know, but we developed a likeness of each other because we had a 20 minute conversation and they got to buy their first house. Um, you know, the American dream is still, home ownership, you know, it's, um, you know, own something, own something for yourself. Right. Um, so I think that that's, that's where the passion lies. The, the passion for me simply, uh, is my wife and my future daughter. Um, and so I want to say her name on the airways. Is that okay? Do it. So her name is Ren Louisa Wilson. Ren. Yeah. Like How do you little, spell that? W R E N. Like, like a, the little, like bird. little bird. Yeah. Yeah. Is so. that a family name or is it it's, just uh <clears throat> you just liked it? You all not, just liked it. It's not. We um so I actually we, we thought about it a long time ago. And um and we we came back to it and we were like, Can we can we do this? And Rachel was like, Yeah, let's do it. 
So it's like the 479th most popular name. And you know, you go through the all four. these, like, you know, I was like, cool. Like, uh, like we can do this. I, I saw on TV recently, the top 10 most popular babies names yeah. this past year. And yeah. they were wild, or like, man. Khaleesi. Yeah. They yeah. were like, <laughs> they were out there. And I yeah. was like, what happened to good old, like yeah. Sam yeah. or like, you know, and, uh, Andrew, yeah, you know. Andrew, you know, I could have been, uh, Quentin. Uh, my mother and father thought about naming me Quinn. I was going to be a Brittany. Brittany? I yeah. Like, I like that. That's a good name. Yeah. I like it better than Tiffany, honestly. Well, so Tiffany, I'm wondering, so was Tiffany popular before you were born? I I don't know. I I do know I was named after a soap opera. Ah, okay. Which is quite sad, isn't it? That someone watched soap operas enough and they were like... <laughs> You're going to be Tiffany. Hey, and I, I'm like, I, I, I don't know if it was the villain or not, but. Hey, I, I grew up on soap operas with <laughs> Grandma, Mamma Welch. Yeah. 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 Those were, uh, that's her program. They weren't. They're stories. Stories. You got to watch the stories, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I just think that, you know, if anybody's thinking about getting into real estate, I would treat it like. Your number one goal is to help people. And if you do that, then that that's that's going to be good enough. That's very Ricky Caruth of it, you. Is it? Thank you very much. I've been listening, Ricky. <laughs> We've been listening. Zero to Diamond. That's if you right. need a free coach out there yep. and you don't want to pay us for half-price services, <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Caruth is free. Yeah. And he is quite a gem. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram. It's a good follow. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of my Wokeridge. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. I enjoyed it. It was absolutely fantastic. It's an hour of my time. It's it's therapeutic. It's yes, cathartic. It just feels good. I don't have to sit here and think about, you know, oh, uh, this home inspection was really yeah. bad or like this <laughs> I, this buyer just like, you know, went with another agent on me or whatever. Like I just sit yeah. here and talk to my friends and it's, it's therapeutic. Stay really. woke, y'all. Stay woke, everyone. Thank you for listening. This has been The Woke Agent. You can listen to myself and Andrew on iTunes and Spotify and thewokeagent.com. And please, please follow us on Facebook. Thank you.